You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's ready to light the lamp? Here's Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Now we're going to take this momentous swing from Friday night and sunrise and see how it carried over into Saturday. Bolts come back home. They get to host the New York Islanders, a team that we know can be very difficult. And I will open with this. The Islanders actually played quite well. Mm Mm-hmm. Quite, quite well. They had a few guys out. Um, they had some line shuffles that they were doing. They went with Sorokin and Net over uh, Varlamov. But they played very well, if you will. So this was a great game for the Bolts to step up in and show that they have the ability to compete and carry this momentous swing. So, Kaylee, thoughts on New York Islanders trying to stomp into lightning territory, hockey town, ladies and gentlemen, and not succeeding. Yeah, I mean, I I think this was a really solid game. I mean, I think that the way that this Lightning team played this game, this Islanders team, and get that it got that five three win. It might have been, you know, and I'm 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 gonna say this and and say again, might it might have been their best, you know, five on five performance of the season. Um, mm-hmm. so I I think the fact that they were able to come in and really get things going. Uh, I really liked to see that. I liked to see uh, what they were able to do. And, and I, and I think they were very successful five on five, which again, maybe their most successful five on five game. And, and, and a huge reason is because of, well, you said some of their names, Nikita Kucherov, Braden point, Brandon Hagel, that line they generated two goals. Um, they had a, over 11 minutes on ice and were really able to get in there and, and push things. Um, and I really like to see, again, just the way that that line was able to contribute and, and to get – that's what you expect from your top line. And mm-hmm. so it took, it took this team a little bit of time to really find their groove five on five. But I would say in this game, they really found it. There weren't as many line, you know, shuffling in. You look at like the forward line and the pairings and stuff in the game against the Panthers. And, and you know, there was a little bit, you know, of, of shaking things up just to see if something would spark. Right. Because again, they got to a point where, I don't want to use the necessarily the word that they were playing desperate, but they were playing behind, you know, you come out, you get that lead and then you're playing behind. You don't want to play behind in this game. There was a lot more consistency in the lines because they weren't playing behind because, because they were playing, um, because they were playing with the advantage basically the entire game. I mean, actually, yeah, the, the Islanders, 
tied it up in the first, but then after that, I mean, Tampa Bay had the lead pretty handily, frankly, the whole time. Um, you know, Matt Martin comes and ties it up right after Breeden Point gets his goal, but then Brandon Hagel turns right back around and says, "Hey, you know what? We're uh, we're the top line. We're gonna go in there and, and we're gonna get things done." Um, and so in the first period, it really was this top line really taking advantage. And I think, Casey, that that gave the rest of these line combinations confidence because after the first period, you saw everyone get involved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, again, and, and you said something kind of key there too, is that sometimes it's these little things that create the sparks that carry over into other things, if you will. And um, the first line coming out and, and opening up so well in that first period, I think also reminded these other lines, Hey, we have to step up and do our job. We have to fulfill our role. Um, and with that said, you mentioned it, it was all four lines that got involved in the scoring action here, which is huge because this team has, you know, ha- hasn't had the most, even strength success. And I got a chance to ask coach Cooper about it after the game. And he kind of mentioned that that success started with them having a better face-off percentage overall. They were able to set up better and uh, get the puck moving a lot better. And then according to Nick Paul, who I also got a chance to catch up with, he just mentioned the fact that, you know, they were containing those rushes and the more that they were able to contain those rushes and not be playing back so much, they were able to create more opportunity line by line. Um, They also just had this different, this different gusto to them, this different motivation. And I think it's because a guy like Brandon Hagel, who we love talking about here at Pucks and Bolts, is starting to find his identity in this Tampa Bay team. Um, he had a few a few key takeaways in the neutral zone there that started to really apply the pressure to Sorokin and, you know, you saw different guys feeding off of what Brandon Hagel was doing. We've talked about forechecking being a huge thing. It needs to be re-cemented back into this team. And so there's different identifications of their game that they're starting to find again, but it takes those line shuffles. It takes people finding their role. Cause when you come from different teams, you know, Hagel having a completely different role in Chicago than he does here, as you mentioned a couple episodes back, once he starts finding it here, I think it can start making for a really dangerous application across the board. Um, So something that stuck out to me the most uh, outside of all four lines getting involved, why all four lines got involved. We mentioned the fact that these players have been talking about it. They've acknowledged it since that loss to the Flyers in the home opener. But it was the fact that um, Alex Kalorn after the game, I got a chance to, you know, ask him what helped was it the line shuffles particularly was it specific lines getting a chance to play together again and he mentioned the fact that you know there's been a little few minor shuffles during the game but it's the fact that they realized he said he went back and watched film in 2015 and realized that they looked completely different Mm -hmm. and within that he noticed that a big difference of that is teams kind of keying in on key players like Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, your top guys. And what they're doing is they're eliminating their ability to keep the puck on their stick because they know if you give them too much time and space to have the puck on their stick, that great things are going to happen for this Tampa Bay team. So the adjustment period for the Lightning was how do we adjust without thinking, okay, we have to set up our top guys versus we need to turn into our top guys. And that mentality, I think, helped 
generate so much motivation, so much inspiration and allow all four lines to really get involved there. So it was really exciting to see for one, um, it showed their capability for two. And anytime that they have these West Coast tours, they can kind of go hand in, you know, they can go any sort of way. I remember when I first got into hockey, people used to kind of like, you know, you have people who's teaching you how to view the game and what to look for when you're watching. And they used to say that um, East Coast teams were speed. West Coast teams were were physical. And then, like, you have these teams that just come out of nowhere that can encompass both. Mm -hmm. So it was funny because you would see, at least when I first started covering the team four years ago, um, I think you've been with them way longer – you would see them go out West and just have these flopping performances because they were being worn down physically. Yep. So to have this kind of win against a New York Islanders team, mind you, the Islanders brought it to them. Yes. They outshot the bolts. Number one, 35 to 25 and hits. They had like 48, 49 hits to the lightning's 20 something. So statistically, they were applying pressure. They were putting mm -hmm. pucks on, you know, on, on, on net there. And they were loading up in the hit column. This team adjusted and managed so well. Um, and they didn't leave it in the hands of their leaders. They stepped up where they knew that they can clean up little by little. And we said this in the last Pucks and Bolts episode. It's those small changes that have that eventually turn into this big success for them. So Stepping up in face-off percentage was a good one. We noticed that this team has a better chance of faring in a game when they open the scoring. That mm -hmm. happened in back-to-back -back games, whether they got behind or not. And then not relying on the power play for success, I would say, would be the next big thing. Because while they didn't have as much power play opportunity Saturday as they did Friday, um, the guys acknowledge that it can't come down to special teams all the time. Special team kind of has to be that icing on the cake, if you will. You know, you get that opportunity, you execute on that opportunity, but five on five is what's going to carry you through all these different style teams that you're going to play with and getting to go out West and deal with a different style, especially like the Kings, I think is going to help really shape this team even further. Um, to get back to where we know they can be. And we see some guys stepping up and they have so much room to go so to go further. And it's exciting to see where this build is going to go. Yeah. And, and they have an opportunity, like you said, to continue to build off of what they've done. And Casey, this is a team that they know where they, they know where they have weaknesses and they're able to build off them. Look at the face-offs and look at Pierre Edouard Belmar specifically, because I told you guys a few weeks ago that he he was not doing very well in the face-off dot. And I talked to him at practice and he told me, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I look forward to getting better. And against the Islanders, Casey, he was six of 10. He was 60% in the face-off circle. And so this is a team, again, it, there's a lot of veterans on this team. They know how to get better and they are going to continue to get better. And a few things that you mentioned that I want to continue to emphasize are that while they did step up in uh, five on five action and they were really able to start seeing some success there, start seeing some pucks fall into the net, some shots fall, which I said will come. Remember, I, yes. I said, don't panic. Key takeaway of Kaylee's corner. We're getting shots on net. This is a good thing. Shots will fall. And they fell this weekend, um, specifically in the Islanders game. And it's really great to see. But something that they still need to be careful of is the amount of giveaways they have. Mm -hmm. Because against this Islanders team, and part of the reason the Islanders have so many more, um, you know, shots and hits, shots and hits on them 
is because the Lightning had 17 giveaways. The Islanders only had four. And that's a big deal because that can lead to those odd man rushes. That can lead to, um, you know, just really not putting your your defenders and your goalie in a very good position. And so that is a part of their game that they still need to work on. You play fast, but you have to play tight through the neutral zone and you can't just give the puck away. Um, and to have that many giveaways, that means to me, that's, that that's bad passes. That's, you know, not being insightful. That's not controlling the puck and thinking about where you're going to go and what you're going to do next. It's not being Mm -hmm. on the same page with your teammates always. And those are things that this team is going to need to get better at because there are other teams out there that will take advantage. Yes. So that being said, getting into what this, well, before we do that, we have to do our cherry picker. I almost forgot. We have to do our cherry picker. And as I look in this game, there's, there's a lot of guys from this Islanders game that the lightning could have as their cherry picker. Um, you know, the fact that Braden Point opens up scoring and, and still has the hot hand after coming off the night before. The fact that, you know, Brandon Hagel got into the mix or Nick Paul. Here's who I'm going to pick, though. Um, I'm going to give, like, a, a secondary shout-out to Moose because yes. I just think the way that he defended was fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. he had... 32 saves on 35 shots. Um, and so just, I mean, he, he was really, really fantastic in net. He saved all seven high danger shots against yeah. him. So Moose definitely gets, uh, you know, a, a, an honorable mention. Uh, you got to give him a shout out. But my, uh, my cherry picker is going to be Alex Kalorn. Nice. Um, he got his goal and it, it was, it was the last goal. Uh, Nick Paul, Mikhail Sergachev assist on that. Um, and really happy for him because I think he's a guy that once he starts to get going, he gets more into it. He gets more mm-hmm. in in the zone. And so just really happy to see Alex Kalorn um, take that, that step in his game this season. Uh, and I think that he will be able to continue to, to uh, move in that direction and, and get some goal scoring. Um, as, as the season continues on. I love that pick a lot. I love that pick so much, um, especially because you just saw how much that meant to Alex Kalorn to finally get back in the scoring column, if you will. And, of totally. course, he was asked about it after the game, like, what was it like? And he's like, I'm so glad to get that weight off my back. Killer hasn't scored since April. And mm-hmm. we know that back in April he had the goal that was called back, goal that was called back. He was hitting this weird streak of luck. So definitely the, the, the top influencer of Tampa Bay deserves uh, deserves a lot of acknowledgement. Love that pick, Kaylee. Um, I'm actually – so, of course, I was torn here because I've been on the bagel train since we started this show. Yeah. And while he – this is hard um, – <laughs> Okay, honor, honorable mention. You did one, so I'll do one. My honorable yeah. mention is definitely Brandon Hagel. Um, you're just starting to see a spark out of this guy. Uh, really excited to see how his play continues to progress. That first line looks like they're starting to find their rhythm together, their their chemistry together, finding better reads there. Um, and Hagel almost had an empty netter at the end of the game. So he almost walked away with two goals 
uh, some key takeaways, some beautiful blocks. Great for checking. This kid is starting to find his stride. Uh, but as for as for Cherry Picker, if I just had to lean in one direction or another, I've got to give it to Nick Paul. Okay. Nick Paul is I just I really like the way he skates. I like the pressure that he applies to other goalies. He comes in so fast and then just kind of leaves the puck set up for somebody else. So I feel like this is something that they can find um, and build off of and and turn that into uh, a bit of a weapon, if you will. So it's Nick Paul walking away with one goal, one assist, two points, plus two and a big block of the night. He has the ability to, you know, contribute offensively as well as defensively. He can play all over the ice and you don't see any sort of fatigue out of him. And, um, you know, also his style of goal, it was, I think there was barely a second left in the second period when he scored. So he's just, his motor is going until the period is over and you want a guy like that because they're going to keep you in games. And that's a lot of the gusto that we saw that carried this team, you know, successfully closing out the regular season and having these big plays in playoffs where you were almost counting them out because it's like, how the heck are they on their heels here? And then here comes Nick Paul. So to see that this early in the season, I'm elated. I, I can't wait to see how much more Nick Paul is going to do. And this is why they made him a priority to sign as soon as that season wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Also to keep in mind, Nick Paul sits at number two on this team for faceoff percentages. He's at yep. 56.8 underneath Ross Colton. So again, a guy that just contributes in all units, all elements, all factors of this game. And I could not, although Brandon Hagel, he's right there. They're, they're tied, but I had to just lean over, lean in and, and hand this one to Nick Paul. Um, and we'll see what happens when they hit that West Coast swing.